Welcome to episode two of Christmas in Guitar. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Hartley. And I'd like to invite you into this journey through Group B of this World Cup. Of course, uh, a very exciting group. Something with a chance for some, some quality games, real drama, major consequences in some of the biggest footballing nations and otherwise nations in the entire world. We got old rivalries, new rivalries, powers coming against each other. It's it's going to be quite the ride. Perhaps the most entertaining group in this entire tournament. But, again, I believe it's a group with a clear favorite. And that clear favorite, of course, is England. The runners-up at the Euro, uh, semi-finalists at the last World Cup, probably should have made that final against Croatia. But got it in the way of a, a hot team on a on a good run. And England, of course, uh, is is really everything you're looking for in a in a World Cup team. It's just starting from the very back, you've got Jordan Pickford on all likelihood the starter for this English national team. Uh, a keeper that's really been showcasing his distribution lately. And of course, that great pass that you might have seen early this year for Everton. And really gives England a, another option out of the back to create some of the attacking opportunities that this group, by its very nature, might be lacking. To gives them another way to progress the ball to their very quality line of forwards. And playing in front of Pickford, the man he'll be influence here. Yes, influencing and giving instructions to is going to be starting at the very back. You've got. Old, I don't want to say old reliable, but a player, certainly, is about all I can say about Harry Maguire. Falling out of favor at his club, somehow remains in one of the great national teams of the world, Garrett Southgate, remains having confidence in Harry Maguire despite mistakes and recent friendlies, conceding penalties and goals, but certainly still a, a leader in the locker room of this team. He'll be partnered, of course, with John Stones, as they have been for a while. Stones, of course, maybe falling off a little bit, but uh, remains a quality player, the kind of player that I think you want next to the subtle erraticness of Harry Maguire. And if you keep on moving throughout the team, you've got a solid midfield, too. You've got Calvin Phillips, and uh, we'll see what they what they end up playing with Calvin Phillips. Perhaps Declan Rice, also a, a major point of that. But that midfield pairing, of course, uh, advanced them very far at those Euros, uh, became very popular in England, became a, a source of, of national pride. Uh, the the pairing of, of Phillips and, and Rice, very sound defensively, maybe the, the most solid point on this entire squad being that midfield too. And they have to be solid defensively because of how much the fullbacks want to push up in those those fullbacks probably will, will be uh, Luke Shaw and, and maybe Kieran Trippier or Kyle Walker on the left and right. And those two players, they, they want to advance the ball up the pitch as quickly as possible, especially against some of the, the teams in their group that they'll be expected to beat, expected to, you know, hang some goals on, put, put pressure on through a dominance of, of possession. And really be the catalyst to move the ball up to what becomes a very, very frightening front line for England. 
that all consists of some combination of, of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, uh, Phil Foden, Mason Mount. Uh, we'll see if anything beyond that. Maybe maybe Jaden Sancho gets into the team. But when you advance it up there, you give a chance for those players to in turn play off the perhaps the most quality player on England, being uh, Max Jersey from a team I've never heard before. Uh, yeah, Max Jersey, Max Jersey from a team I've never heard before is really a very solid player, someone who has the ability to put the ball in the net, but also take the ball out of his own net, and it's it's really a player that you want on your team, that you want to be dominating your team, especially alongside Harry Kane, who could be a potential Golden Boot winner in this tournament, despite playing for such a lackluster club system, uh, a team that's really underperforming, perhaps had too lofty expectations coming into the year and it's now realizing the terrible system that they've created um, and is going to be maybe even challenging just to be in the lower level European championship slots. So that's England. Uh, I don't think we need to say much more about them. They're going to be favored and, and just about any group we put them in. But especially in this group because there maybe isn't that, that top-tier team to challenge them. And this this B2 position, the second place in, in Group B, is going to be very interesting. And there's going to be a lot of opinions you'll see coming into the World Cup based on this, but I think that ultimately you have to favor the USA to grab that second spot. Uh, just because of the sheer, on paper, the quality of the team is just, it's unmatched by Wells and Iran, of course, the other two teams in the group. And, you know, with the United States, what you, what you want to be looking for is that ability to hold control. Because when the United States play out of control, they don't have the ability to produce those amazing counterattacks the kind of things that teams who are typically underdogs would use because it's just not the, the makeup of their team. It's not how they're coached. And you, you what you're really going to see with the USA is a team that wants to play like they're one of these tier one teams. They have the belief that they're maybe a, a Belgium or an, or an England or France, and they're going to play like it. And that from the back, you've got Matt Turner, uh, Zach Steffen, one of those two will be starting in, in goal for the United States. And Matt Turner is really the player you want to be focusing on here because despite all of his, his success this year for, for Arsenal um, in that secondary goalkeeper role, he doesn't maybe have the experience, the caps necessary to produce a, a top goalkeeping performance at a World Cup. I just don't I don't see the track record for that to be something that I could adequately predict right now. And he's going to need his defense to help him out, led by, of course, Serginho Dest. Serginho Dest, a very quality player for AC Milan, and someone who the United States is going to rely on to keep the ball out of their net against teams with the firepower of an England or, or even a Wales. Uh, maybe not so much Iran. But Dest and his... his uh, defense partner Chris Richards or maybe Anthony Robinson are going to be 
what the United States relies on to ensure that they have the ability to control possession against these lower teams like Iran and Wales. Because if you don't have that solid defense, you are going to be on the counter, and you're probably going to end up losing the game despite looking like the better team. So you got that, that back three, which is probably what manager Greg Berhalter is going to want to use. And there's depth. There's, that's the one thing with this American team. There's certainly depth. You've got Walker Zimmerman, Aaron Long, DeAndre Led- Yedlin, uh, Joe Scally. Very solid players, but depth at a World Cup can only take you so far. Because it's not the, the grind that a, a regular football season is. It's not the kind of environment where depth has to be created. Because you can just rely on, you know, 11 through, through 15 men to probably get, through, get you through the entire tournament. Not that the USA will probably be playing any more than four, at best, five games. But if they do, that depth will certainly come into play. And their midfielders and strikers are also uh, an area of the team to, to look out for. Led by the ever-popular, yet perhaps underperforming, Christian Pulisic. Uh... Pulisic is a player of great potential, but maybe not great ability. And he just fails to showcase his talent on a regular basis. And that happens in national team play. You've seen it against uh, some of the better CONCACAF teams, Canada and Mexico. It just hasn't shown up. And he's going to need the ability to rely on those around him. And the fact that those around him aren't maybe the quality of, that England has, of like a Phil Foden or, or, or a Harry Kane, is going to make the United States attack not necessarily as free-flowing as they would want it to be. Instead of those, those quality players, you'll, you'll have a Giovanni Reina, maybe a Brendan Aronson who started off this year absolutely flying, of course, but has really come down to earth recently. And then you've got Weston McKinney, who's going to be... Probably the best player for the Americans in this tournament. The player they rely on to create proper attacks out of that midfield. Because I don't see it coming out of the defense, to be honest. You can't skip your midfield. That's one thing that you're not going to be able to do if you're controlling possession like the Americans want to do. So you're going to look at players like McKenney or maybe Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams. These quality American options who are going to have to be catalysts for the American attack. And I think they can do it against the defenses that you're going to hear about a little later in this podcast, like like uh, Wales or Iran. And it's probably why the Americans are going to end up with, with four through maybe six points. But it, I just don't think it's going to be able to carry them beyond the group stage. It's just not there. So that's the Americans. That's the Brits, the superpowers, as it were, of this group. But they're not the only teams who can really challenge for a spot in the knockout stages in this group. And that's where we're going to go after this quick ad break.
welcome back to the podcast and uh hope you enjoyed the first two breakdowns and let's move on to the third with of course being wales the next team wales in their first world cup in over 50 years a great achievement for that side beating ukraine in a sudden death playoff to make it into this this tournament but do they have the ability to move as far as they want in this tournament let's see let's see and uh before i would do that i would also like to to mention a great player for for the americans that i left out that of course being uh chris homebrewed cold brew he is a a spectacular player finisher someone who you want creating for your team anyways on to wales on to wales and with wales you're going to see at the back the starter is going to be danny ward keeper for leicester hasn't had the best of seasons to be honest Seen him uh, misjudge a lot of balls, not been his best on set pieces, maybe lacking in confidence a little bit. But again, much like the Americans, that's why you're going to need to lean on your defense a little bit. Have your defense play a little bit more defensive to ensure that you can keep your the ball out of your net. And that defense is really quite good with uh, Spurs, Ben Davies, uh, Forrest, Nico Williams... And then from there, Connor Roberts might be an option. Uh, Chris Gunter. It's, there's, there's a few options here at Wales's expense that they're going to need to properly evaluate and come to terms with on what the actual best line of defense is for Wales. Because if they are not in some sort of cohesion, if they don't have the proper chemistry, it just won't be what you want to see for out of this Welsh side. It's going to be uninspirational, unimaginative. It'll be lacking that magic that you want to see from, from a great team like Wales. So, is it going to be there? That's the question with Wales. Is it going to be there? Is that, that cohesiveness, that strength uh, going to be there? That What you saw all throughout qualifying, where they believed in one another and they came together and actually managed to qualify for this, something that the nation hadn't done in a very, very long time. I don't know. But the heart of the team, of course, isn't in the defense. It lies in this midfielder, striker kind of group that Wales wants to assemble, uh, where all players have positional fluidity. All players have the ability to attack, defend, work super hard. Just If Wales is going to win any match at this tournament, it's going to be because they outran the other team. They're a young team. They have a lot of quality. And at best, probably their best example of that is Forrest Brennan Johnson, a very electric player. Someone when you watch him play, your eyes just light up because when he has the ball, it's clear that he's about to do something that is going to make the crowd erupt. He has the ability to take on those those great dribbles, uh, he can hit shots from inside the box, outside the box, solid finisher, tracks back and defends like nobody's business. A really great player. And he'll probably be playing on that, that right flank for Wales, which is where why a lot of their attack typically funnels through that right flank. Because Brennan Johnson is maybe their best player right about now. Certainly their highest level player. And it's important that Wales are able to keep this channel open and the best way they can do that is ensuring that their left side stays competitive as well 
And that's going to be probably primarily through the use of Daniel James. Of course, the ex-United winger. Someone who hasn't performed his best on the big stage. Hasn't fully enjoyed that success that you want to see from your national team players. But do I think he has the capability of performing at this World Cup? Absolutely, I do. Daniel James is just a player who knows his role, knows what he's doing. Maybe a little unspectacular athletically, but he's a very high IQ individual. He can see the attack unfolding in front of him and put the ball in the areas where you want the attackers to get onto it. And, you know, we'll see how that ends up working, but there's certainly a lot of promise in this Wales group. And at the, the attack, you've got two very solid players, the notorious Gareth Bale, who, while he might be disappointed by the, the lack of great golf courses in Qatar, will certainly not be disappointed by the, the quality of the stadiums he's playing in, the quality of the opponents he's playing. And next to, next to Gareth, you're going to see some very, very interesting new talent. But a player who is maybe... Wales' best option in their attack to finish off those goals, to advance them to the second stage of this of this World Cup. And I think that's going to be Miles Carracio. Carracio is just a great player, someone who can really provide that gift that you're looking for in any attacker, someone who has that obvious natural ability to get the ball across the line to score those goals in, in the big moments. So yeah, that's Wales. Probably my third place team in this group, but a team who could for sure advance, much like the next team in this group, Iran. Iran, of course, is a very, very solid team. Someone we've seen uh, be very competitive in Asia for, for decades on decades. Uh, and despite some turmoil at home, is going to be motivated to come to this World Cup, compete for their country, compete for their flag, and maybe do some damage. And while they don't exactly have household names, they don't have firepower, they don't have... Uh, that social media notoriety that you're looking for. They have that solidity that makes a very good, very tough to, to break down, tough to beat tournament team. Uh, at keeper, they'll have Amir Abed Zeta, who's a keeper. That's about all you can really say about him. In their defense, we've got Maggio Hosseini, uh, probably the most valuable player on this team if you were to look at at transfer market breakdowns. Player with youth on his side, but maybe not uh, development on his side quite yet. Someone that I think a, a major system like a, a Newcastle or a United could really scoop up and make into a, a proper first-team player. We'll see. Maybe this would be some sort of a, a coming-out party at this World Cup, a way to showcase himself on a world stage to the teams that might be looking for another option in their squad.
Uh, also, you got yeah, Milo uh, Mohamedy. Solid player. Unspectacular. Nothing more. Mohamedy is that classic journeyman that you'll find in, in the defense of these smaller national teams. Absolutely beloved by the, the supporters, but unable to make headlines worldwide. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just something that happens. Uh, Iran has other options in their 4-4-2, but maybe not the set 11 that you're going to really examine and find weaknesses and strengths in. Uh, in their midfield, you've got uh, Porto's Mehdi Taremi. Solid player. What can you say about him? He has anchored that midfield along with uh, with Canada's Steven Eustachio as of late. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, a red mist player. Someone who can get those yellow cards racked up pretty quickly. Might be banned at this tournament if Iran manages to advance far enough. But I think what that shows about him is the tenacity that you're looking for in a midfielder. The tenacity of someone who knows their role and is not willing to concede for his team. And that's exactly what you want. That's just absolutely perfect. And then the goal scoring in this team. Um, not a ton to speak of up top. Uh, aside from, in my opinion, one of their best players uh, being Mohamed Aresosokurama. Very, very good player. Sokoroma is just... Uh, what can you say about him? A player who could easily score 30 goals, maybe 30 assists in the latest Iranian Premier League season. Who knows everything you want to see for his club. Tehran FC are just flying because of this guy. He's lighting up the league and surely is going to be uh, moved on to somewhere you're going to see him more often in, in short order. Now, is it enough to advance Iran in this group? Probably not. Probably not. Iran's got a lot against them, to be honest, in this group. But could they? Absolutely. Much like Group A uh, with a team like Ecuador, are we going to favor them to advance? No. No, we're not. It's just that simple. Nobody's going to. So quit asking. But what we want to do is not rule out these teams, uh, fully focus on the possibility that they could advance which is certainly there for Iran. So just to recap very quickly, uh, Group B, England, likely the, the winners. USA and Wales competing for that second spot, uh, mainly. When those two teams play each other, it could be a, an excellent match. And then Iran, who... We'll see. Potential's there. Maybe the skill isn't. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, a quick reminder to leave a five-star review share the podcast and thank you all for listening.